are teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's hard. I sure do. Opening an online classroom and creating online connections. So when March 13th arrived, most teachers were in a pandemic panic. Our students went home. We started pulling packets and materials. In some cases, our devices like Chromebooks and packed them up for students to take home without really knowing how long this would be. Would it be temporary? Would it be permanent? We just didn't know. I know I will never forget that day. And now that the school year is over or almost over for most of us, I know Kathy and I still have till the end of um, this week, we face some big unknowns. And even though I really want to pour myself a margarita and lose myself in some frivolous reading, I have to admit, I'm already thinking about how I can avoid a second pandemic panic. Yes, yes. How am I going to prepare now for what might be coming in the fall? Oh, yeah. Yes. I, you know, and I actually was just reading some articles that came out about the countries who have reopened their schools. <laughs> Like um, in England, South Korea, Japan, and then I was talking to a parent today in Israel, and every one of those countries that opened their schools, even though they have all the now the um, different protocols in place, they have started beginning to close again because of outbreaks. Yeah. So it just so kind of gave me a spiked. glimpse right into the fall. Um, I'm thinking about how how to acquaint my new students with our classroom if I don't know them yet. So at least right now, I knew my kids for August through March, and we have that rapport. So going online wasn't as difficult as if I don't know my kids at all. So if we do begin the right. school virtually, which I am planning for that, um, I definitely have some I ideas. You to. Yeah, you mm -hmm. have to. Um, whether it's that hybrid model I hear about or not, I have a feeling a lot of it is going to be virtual. Um, but thinking about things like, well, what do I need to do differently? You know, how am I going to set the norms for meetings? Uh, how to complete work, setting categories for assignments. Usually we have, you know, a planner that we give each kid, like a calendar planner. I'm thinking, well, mm -hmm. how, how can we do that virtually now? And, you know, pr pr provide and feedback. Deanna and I have some ideas for you on that. Oh, I'm get so to glad to hear that. <laughs> We hope, and, he, and here we are, right? We're giving advice. We're not opening a classroom, but we're giving you advice anyway. Always a teacher. That's why. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, when I was even thinking, one of the things that started to kind of gel in my mind was thinking about, you know, what are the things that I must do when I'm in my physical classroom with kids at the start of the year? And now how do I translate right. that to a digital world? So like one of the things that, that came up to me, you know, came up for me was um, the whole thing about setting norms. Yes. And so in, in a physical classroom, when we are setting our norms or our rules of engagement, so to speak, um, the kids, the kids take an active role in that. They're part of that. And we talk about, okay, well, why do we need to do that? And why is that important to you? And then we make our list and it's posted. So I keep thinking, well, why wouldn't I do that with my in my digital world, right? Right. What are some things Absolutely. that you think are important yes. in yeah. our well, Google Meets? 
Well, it's funny that it's funny that you said that, Tracy, because just today I was thinking about one of my little pet peeves when we're whether it's on Zoom or whether doing a flip grid, like anytime the camera is on, is when I keep trying to tell the kids, have the light behind you. Because Mm -hmm. when the light is in or no, have the light in front of you. Well, whatever. The kids who are dark are driving me crazy because I keep saying, we can't see you because you're facing the window, you know, or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. I, so I think I'm going to take some snapshots, like some pictures of this is how you want it to look. This is how you don't want it to, you know, almost like do's and don'ts. Um, Yes. You wouldn't even think about that, but that's really important. No, you wouldn't think about it. No. So they should have the window behind them. Is that what you're saying? You should have, no, No. the window should be in front of them. So the light is on their face. or even on the side is or okay. Even on the side. Anything's better than behind because otherwise right. all you see is the silhouette of a head and you can't see right. their features. Oh, and it's yeah. certain, And it's certain kids, like it's the way that their bedroom is situated or wherever or where they choose to sit. Yeah. Every time they're like, right. all we can see is a silhouette. I'm like, no, you need to turn. We can't see yeah. you. Um, but Do starting you know off with those tips. This is maybe a little off topic, but maybe not. I've had a lot of Zoom um, get-togethers and events, um, you know, as a, as a retired person. Um, and I'm sitting right now podcasting with you with my back to the window, to the door wall, Uh but for some reason, and and it has to just be dumb luck or something, whenever, maybe because I like that wall better. Um, I always turn the other, turn my computer around and sit on the other side of the table when I, when I'm on something that's like zoom. Good. So they can see you. But I didn't know that's why I was doing it. I was just like, <laughs> oh, this wall looks better than my door wall. That's good. There you, go. <laughs> you know, another thing that came to mind, too, that I was thinking about, um, and it kind of goes back to something you said earlier, Kathy. You know, when we had to go into that pandemic panic and, and develop things very quickly, yeah. um, one of the things that was a saving grace was also that I knew what technology skills my kids had yes. in place yes. because I'd been working with them all year with different apps, different, yeah. you know, um, in Google Classroom. And I was thinking about how I had utilized it when it wasn't such a, a big necessary part of our day. And so I could use that knowledge to develop some really awesome um, lessons, but so I started thinking, you know, one, one of the things that might be important for me to do this summer is to record technology lessons to yes. teach kids how to, how to navigate it. Yes. So yep. if I want you to create an avatar for the main character using Google Drawing, I need to create a video that shows some basic functions and how to create it, how to draw using Google Drawing. Right. And then how to right. Right. Yeah. put it into a slideshow. So yeah. that would be yeah. a series of tech lessons because we have to front load the skills. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the first thing you need to also, do. So right. speaking from the perspective of a student, if you could also, and I, I want to talk about this later, those Bitmoji classroom uh, setups. If you could have a place where the student could log on and get to every one of your tech lessons it, when they need them, not just when, you know, when you say, here it is and show it to the whole group. Oh, absolutely. But, but you know, because while they're in the midst of creating what whatever the project or assignment is, 
they might need to look back. And and that know, was what I was thinking. You know, this year, um, these last few months, I set up a category called reference library in my classroom. And that's where I put um, graphics that I was using, like anchor charts, uh-huh. videos, like, hey, if you cannot remember how to do X, Y, and Z in math class, here's a Khan Academy video to help yes. you. Yes. Um, and so I could put it in a reference library or I could link uh, my YouTube channel and have all my videos housed there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking that would be a great thing to do. Yep. Yeah, I was that's actually, really helpful. I was thinking the same thing, Tracy, because um, I was looking at a friend of mine, my friend Sarah's, her class website or her cl- her. Was it her website? It may have been her website or her Google Classroom, but there was a category called like how-to videos and she did everything, exactly what you're saying. Every platform that she had used, whether it was Flipgrid or whether it was, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever it was, she had made a screencast video of it um, explaining Uh step by step. And I thought, yep, that's what we need because we don't know what they're coming in with. Um, the other thing right. is I, today I went to school cause it was my day, my day for my kids to come back to pick up all their things that they left. Oh, it was really sad. I had to keep my hands in my pockets so I wouldn't hug them. Oh, you know boy. what I mean? I was like, yeah, oh. that's hard. but, um, oh. I ran into one of the other teachers who teaches the grade below me. And she was, we were talking about how things had been going. And she said, it would be really great over the summer if we could meet as the two grade levels, two vertical grade levels so that. We can tell you mm. what we were doing to what the kids know how to do. Like we use yeah. this we, this platform or that, and the, and that way we could know what to expect from them. And I thought that's a great idea. We'll have to do it virtually, but you know that would be yeah. helpful. Now, will you will you will you make a checklist or something so the kids check it off after they've you know done what they need to do with the you know with the courses so they can you know do their online stuff or there there is. Um, there's like a turn in, a mark is done button that they There's a turn in and, and they can tell if they've turned it in. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. They can turn they can tell. Although I will say I was at a tech PD and this was something else that I was thinking about. I saw um, some teachers in my school district and I was in awe. So Angie, if you're out there, and Alyssa, I was in awe of what I saw. They created a digital calendar in Google Classroom for students to use. Mm, I just saw the calendar function because I had never used it that way. But this was this was a digital planner for students. I love that. And so that's what you were saying in the beginning, yes, Kathy. That that's you exactly. Use the yes, this is perfect. I will show you. It'll be good. We should have a Google Meet. Yeah, <laughs> I'll show you how to do it because it's a good skill and it'll give me practice. Hey. Yes. Um, and speaking of meeting, is there some way, I don't know if this will help you or not, I know it would help me, that you and your grade level team or maybe two grade level teams could collaborate on creating those instructional videos so you don't have to do 50 oh, of them. Maybe so everybody's not doing Good idea. Yes. Very good. Collaboration is so important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you get through this? is um, I know Kathy and I were talking about this. Um, I discovered that you can do breakout rooms in a Google Meet. So when you think about the small group instruction that you want like to do, especially at the beginning of the year, um, mm-hmm. you can have a big whole class um, Google meeting going on and you can add breakout rooms to it and you tell what each child what breakout room to go to and they find themselves together in a separate little meeting. That, and that's like in a Google. That's just um, the kids like, that you want in their meet. 
That's like in a Google Meet. Is that but, and Zoom. And Zoom. Yes. yes, it's Google Meet. But the and cool Zoom. thing about this is that you as the teacher can then go and bop from breakout uh, room to breakout room and take part in literature discussions or math discussions or or get to know you discussions. So it's a, it's a really cool way to have um, multiple small group meetings going on at the same time. Yes. So if I, if I um, do a project and make it digital, they can, and they collaborate on it. They can go into these small rooms too. Yes. So that would work. Discuss it. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. That makes me happy. And they love it because it gives each of them a chance to actually be heard. Cause you usually only have maybe four, four, four to five kids max in a room. Um, Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, Tracy, what I love is being able to just like pop into the different rooms. They don't even know you're coming, but like you can pop in and kind of eavesdrop and, Mm -hmm. um, they actually, oh, they don't always know you're there unless you tell oh, them. Oh, no, because no, they they're not going to hear you until you right. go into the meeting. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is so cool. I wish I had a class to do this with. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Start out with a group. The only thing is, is that you can't keep kids back to meet with you in that whole group meeting because then everyone who's in the breakout session hears your conversation and they really ah. can't hold their own meeting. So you have to, you have to enter the breakouts in order to talk to other people. So right. But it's a really mm-hmm. cool tool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on, ladies. We could talk about this all time, all day. <laughs> I know. We've used half our time. So yeah, we, we know yeah. the what and some of the how of prepping for a new virtual classroom in the fall. Let's talk about some of the challenges of teaching online. It's time to troubleshoot. teaching isn't easy or even best practice, actually. If it was, we would have been doing it a long time ago. <laughs> yes. It kind of just, it kind of just forced us into it, which isn't a bad thing either though. <laughs> right. That's how you grow. You kind of fell into it. Yes. Exactly. Right. So let's talk about our top three virtual classroom challenges and the ways that we might plan to tackle them this fall. So One of the first ones that comes to mind for me is student motivation and work completion. There's screen fatigue, there's lack of help. So all of that, student engagement. Um, What are some things that you could see yourself doing in a new classroom to combat that? Well, I love the fact that you just talked about using the calendar as a planner. (laughs) Because that in itself, like the kids are used to that Mm -hmm. structure, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I have some friends that have done, have been successful with meeting multiple times a day, but with small groups each time versus the whole class. Uh-huh. I don't know if I, in my own head can organize that, but I, you know, I, I would like to get to the point where I can do more um, specific and explicit instruction in small groups. Um, and then office hours, like the way we used to have with our, you know, college professors, there's a, like a mm-hmm. set time where either you're on zoom or you're available in Google Classroom for the question and answers. I think all of that would be helpful. I've got another kind of roadblock that is probably going to come your way with, with this. Um, you, in my, the way I see things happening, and I could be wrong, you are probably 99 to 100% going back virtual, right? I'm not, pretty sure. Not Yeah. There's, there have been no, but, yeah, they, they haven't said it, but I'm, Pretty sure. <laughs> right. But with the economy opening, a lot of parents are going back to their physical yes. offices and mm-hmm. businesses and so yes. forth. And you know that thing about you can't 
just meet one-on-one with a student without right. a parent there. Yes. You can't count on that now. You can't count on a parent being there to supervise. I, you might have a lot of that, but you also might not. Well, and and I know in our district, we are, we're asked to record meetings and it's a safety feature. It's a safety feature for, for the teacher to record the meetings with students. We're not smashing them all over, you know, Facebook and, and absolutely not, but something arise. And, and there have been cases of that. And, and I know in our district where kids have, you know, in the name of fun, done, made some very unwise choices and teachers, thank goodness, have had video of the meeting to back them up. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so that's an important thing to remember to do. Well, in a, but in our district, we are not allowed to video. It's against the rules. We are not allowed to have any video of our hey, meeting. I get your union on that because what's your protection? Well, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I get your union on that. I mean, we are the second largest school district in the nation. So. I know, but they're throwing you to the wolves. You know, I mean, we had, um, I've heard of incident, incidences where kids have called the police and told them that teachers were acting inappropriately in their their meetings. And so then what? the police show up oh at the teacher. Oh, my goodness. The, the, well, think about this. The police show up at the teacher's door and you know, oh my God, we've got a recording. So oh this this is not, you wouldn't want to meet one-on-one with a student behind a closed lock classroom door. Why would you want to do that online? Right. You know what? Well, we can't be with them one-on-one Tracy. online. See, and we can as long as we're recording. Oh yeah, we cannot at all. But but what Retta's saying is parents might not be there. You might not have a choice. Well, no, no, but the kids wouldn't be one-on-one. There'd be the whole class. You or a small group. Or a small but, group, but it would never be one on one. Yeah. Well, and what do you what do you do I, about um, a kid? I read I read online, or I don't know if it was an article or a post or what, but a kid put up a picture of herself in the square where she would appear in her Google meeting, and she was off doing other things in her house, right. and her picture was there. Is, is there a way that you can tell that it's not a live child there, and that? Um, well, you know, when they don't answer you and you're saying their name over and over, and I've had that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, I've called parents and that stopped quickly. Yes. I've, um, re- I've required kids to be on video and I send them a, a note saying, turn your video on. And if they don't, I remove them from the room. They're just kicked out. So okay. Like, and then they don't get credit for that class. And yeah. They, it, you know, and they, it usually only happens once. Like if once a kid has been kicked out, they're like, how come you kicked me out? I said, because your video yeah. wasn't on. <laughs> so. Right. And, and here's something else. You know, they, the, the, most of the districts went pretty easy on grades because of the nature of how this happened so well, quickly. Well, it didn't grade at all, Retta, because of, it's right. an equity issue. But when you go back right. and they don't know if it's going to be the whole year or not, I'm guessing grades are going to be – yeah. You know, have a little more so importance. Can we have move to. on? Let's. Yeah. There's another <laughs> challenge Sorry. about um, keeping the learning and planning organized because that's another thing that's that's been hard since March. I mean, think about it: the amount of parent communication you've had to have, the amount of student communication, the consistency of the communication, how you've organized your Google Classroom, your meeting schedules. Right. Lots and lots of things to think about. Yes. So what are some things that you could see yourself kind of changing for fall? 
Well, one thing I wouldn't change, actually, that the parents have all said they really appreciated is every Sunday night, I would send a weekly calendar. Yes, me too. Yeah, so the parents would print it out and I would say, you know, post it in a place where your child can see it. It has the the whole schedule for the week. And then the kids, it's it's, uh, posted in their Google Classroom. So they have it as well as their parents have it. And the parents just said it was helpful for them to be able to scan and see ahead. Um, mm-hmm. I even put, we even put our I can statements on there, um, our common core state standards, you know, when kid language was, was on there. Oh yeah, um, that's great. I mean, it was like, attend this Google meet and then you will have this assignment independently. You know, it was pretty broken down so that they knew what to look for to support right. their kid. Yeah. Well, so we, I, we did, I did that on Sundays and then on like either Friday nights or Saturday mornings with, and I have to find a way where I am not taking up so much of my time with this, but I thought it was really important that again, parents gave very good feedback on was at the end of every week, I would screenshot their child's assignments. It's just one page in Google classroom just screenshot mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and it says all their grades are on there and what's missing is on there. And then I would just send it off. Oh, this, is how nice. your chi- this is how your child did this week. And they were like, Oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> so that was helpful. Yes. yes. I think too, um, creating a meeting schedule for the, for your whole group and small group instruction, especially in the fall, if we're back, cause we're going to be, we're going to need to do a lot more of, than what we've done the past couple months. Um, yes. And and so to even have that posted for you, for the students. Um, and I liked your suggestion too, Kathy, because it was it's a way of giving feed progress feedback to parents on a weekly basis. Right. Um, just that, that screenshot. Um, or even I thought of like developing a menu of statements that you could copy and paste into an email template, you know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, greetings. This week your child blah, 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 you know, <laughs> kind of like I think about what we do with our report card comments. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the positive, negative, positive sandwich. Exactly. I think it, I think the biggest issue is getting all the kids to be there when they have to be there. I mean, what are you going to do if, they, if they're not there? You know? Well, right. I know, like, I don't know about you, Kathy, but our district, we had some support people taking care of that for us as teachers. I we really say that. That's amazing. We had to fill out a weekly attendance report and there was a thing that we were looking for. And if they were on, you know, engaged at least once a week with assignments and attending meetings, we gave them a one. And if they weren't, they got a zero. And the kids who got those zeros, it's not a grade. It's just a way of rating their participation. Um, Then parents were called by office staff and said, hey, do you need help? Is there a problem with your Chromebook? Do you need a Chromebook? Do you need a hotspot? How is your Wi-Fi? What are the reasons your child's not participating? I mean, it was like... Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So we, because of that, I know that our schools have been doing really well. I know my school's rating was like 86% participation. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have that, but I think maybe to... We're, we're a pretty small school. So most teachers have had anywhere from 95 to 100% at each yeah, meeting. That's great. That's yeah. really good. That's good. Because now, I mean, if you're going to be there in the fall, it's going to yes. have to be like, you're going to have to be there on and off all day, right? I mm-hmm. mean. Right. Ugh. You know, another yes. thing too, that in terms, 
because that goes to the third thing is holding kids accountable. Um, and I liked what you we were going saying about parent feedback. But one of the other things I thought of is that office hour idea of having an office hour for parents so that there's a time if you send them a Google oh. and they can sign up for a 10 minute or five minute span of time, whatever. And right. this is your time period for this week. And they sign up to talk to you. You know, I just thought of something else too. Like, could you like at the beginning of the year, like have a, a zoom meeting with as many parents that are willing to come and you could talk to them about yes. it too, or yeah. Almost oh like yeah. You would we would have to, I would think because it's like, school. Parent curriculum night, right? Yes. Did yeah. you did you ever do that? It, you know, in the March to June, you did. I I okay. did not. Although I know parent, I know teachers who did. I did not. I sent out a Google Forms, like a survey, and I asked them questions because that way I was able to gather the data versus like getting sidetracked with all their questions. Um, but yes. it was again right. very very positive, and they felt like we were meeting the right amount of time. That the work was. Uh, the work was appropriate enough for their kids to mostly be able to do on their own. And, you know, so I got a lot of feedback that way. Oh, good. Uh-huh. But I know teachers so, who do it like weekly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Tracy, Maybe what were you going to say? Sorry. Well, I was thinking about our next section and I think we've kind of moved on to it. So I'm going to just kind of go there. Right. Because yeah. we're talking about <laughs> as well how we make contacts with parents and that is going to be different. And, and just, you know, whether it's with uh, phone calls, I think like at the beginning of the school year, I spend the first two weeks of school calling every parent after school, not on the, you know, I, I, I divide them up by day. I don't mean I call all 25 parents every night, but I, I want to touch base. So I start out the conversation. Hi, I'm so-and-so. It's so nice to meet you. I'm looking forward to seeing you at Parent Curriculum Night. Um, I'm calling. How is fifth grade going for you at your home? Mm-hmm. And because this is what I'm seeing here. Yeah. And and then we it's, it's a chance for them, for me to have a positive interaction with them and to build a relationship with the parent, you know, before I have to come at them for something that may be not so positive or right. <laughs> before I need to come with them to help me problem solve or troubleshoot they know already that I'm seeing their child in a positive light and I'm wanting to have a relationship with them. Right. 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 Well, and I think it's always, you need to start off the year with having parents know that you care about their kids and we're working together and right. So you start the whole teamwork. We're a team kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, you know, they need structure and boundaries and schedules, you know, and they, they have to be really consistent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Talking about parents because you need them to work with you too. And the most important thing, I, I harp on this all the time. I know whether you're in the physical classroom or the virtual classroom, building that relationship is the most important thing you can do. Yes. Right from the beginning. Yep. And Thanks. so, you know those virtual Bitmoji classrooms? This is what I really want to get to. <laughs> You've been waiting on all podcasts. I'm so entranced by those. I love them enough that I'm ready to call personnel and say, I'm coming back. <laughs> they are the coolest thing. And they can be so useful to you in setting up that personal connection. Because you can have one for parents. 
You can have another one for students and you can have students even build their own, which I think would be awesome. That would be a place for them to gather certain videos that they need, you know, screencasts for things that they particularly need, photos that they're collecting or um, assignments that they're collecting or their pieces of assignments. Um, and it, it just could be amazing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about out there, like what rock have you been living under? But really, maybe somebody doesn't. There, there is a Facebook <laughs> group right now called mm -hmm. Bit, Write This Down, Bitmoji yeah. Craze for Educators. There are 107,000 and counting members, and they are all sharing the, the ones they set up with each other. And you could just grab one of those and then plug in your own categories, um, like your welcome letter, your curriculum overview. You can even put videos of yourself talking to parents. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it would be an easy, what it is is an easy linking system to all this stuff. So you're not throwing stuff at them in 20 different emails. You know, it's just all there. Going and from to a sleep. kid perspective, they're so engaging. I mean, geez, yeah. from a teacher perspective, they're engaging. Yes. I love them. You can <laughs> click so on fun. different things and a new feature comes up and it's it's very interactive. It's a fun way. I agree with you, um, Rada. I am entranced. And I, I truly am. And, you know, besides that, all the stuff that you put up for the beginning of the year that would be in your packet that would be at Meet the Teacher Night or Curriculum Night. Yes. yes. All there. A oh. form for them to tell you about their child. Have that linked up. Yes. Right, uh, that a was volunteer. volunteer. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's exactly what I was. Literally, I woke up this morning thinking, oh my gosh, at this point, I would normally be trying to get all of my letters, like my volunteer mm -hmm. letters and my homework letters, yep. starting to get them ready to be copied off for next year's packet. But this is fabulous. Right. This is such a great way to do it. Yeah. Just that if you go back, and, and wouldn't that be the most wonderful thing? We get a vaccine, everybody's healthy, we go back. <laughs> and you know, if you go back to your classroom, you still could link them in a paperless way to this. It's so easy. Yes. yes. I like that so much better. So much better. I think one of the things that might come out of all of this, I think about how I used Google Classroom and how I used technology before the pandemic hit and now how I use it now. And I'm thinking about even like if I go back and I'm in a physical classroom, how I use technology will be forever changed. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, just, it just will be. Um from what I choose to put in Google Classroom for kids to work on independently while I'm doing small group to how I'm going to use Flipgrid to build in my discourse stuff that I'm passionate about. Like, where have you been all my life? And why was I under yep. my Flipgrid <laughs> so long? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and so I, I just think, you know, I think that's true for a lot of teachers that their, mm -hmm. te their teaching is going to be forever changed by this. And not in a bad way necessarily. You know, it's 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 just going to be um, more 21st century learner-based, I guess, is the way to say it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For real. Right. So all the other pages of stuff I've just made notes on, I'm going to make a blog post because I'm very frustrated right now. <laughs> We're running out of time. Right. So you took the, you right. took the, uh, out of time. But yes. Ray, you just took the thoughts out of my head because I yeah. was just thinking the same thing. It's like we don't even like to vlog, but we're going to do it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. 
ladies, let's 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 wrap it up for our listeners. We could go okay. on and on. What is your number one tip for opening an online classroom and creating online connections for a new school year? Retta, start us off. Build the relationship first. Those office hours that you have are priceless. Do them even even when you're back in your physical classroom. Have have office hours when parents can just either call you or come in and you know and talk to you. And online certainly where they can give you a little nudge and say, you know, I, I, I need some conversation. So relationships first. Well, that's what I was going to say too. I, I was going to say relationships, but since you already said that, um, it's okay. the organ, organization part. So just making sure that from the beginning, everyone knows where to find what, and then having like that video of the video library of how to's and, you know, just making it easy to transition. Yep. Yes. I think mine is don't forget what you would do in your normal physical classroom. Get out your jazz hands. I don't know about you, but I use music. I sing. I dress up in dorky costumes. I ham it up with my kids. I add drama. Why wouldn't you do that virtually? It doesn't have well, Unless you don't do that. Maybe you do something else and then do. <laughs> right. That's you do whoever the authentic you is. You don't know what I mean, Retta. Something as <laughs> stupid as putting on a glittery scarf and just teasing your hair out for to make a point about something. I mean, it's the kids will eat it up. Because they will. You they don't will. want it to be like a documentary TV show. Right. Deanne, how about you? Oh, brother. Everything that you guys said. But <laughs> I always... All of the above. But anyway, um, structure, 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 and flexibility. Yeah. Be flexible because things are not going to be the way they're supposed to be all the time. Yes. Right. Structure can have many faces. So follow the plan, but learn how to put your ankles over your neck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, listeners, this is all we have time for today. Be sure to check out our blogs in the show notes. We've also included some links to resources. If you like what you hear, give us a shout out. Tell us, tell your friends about us. Leave a comment. Give us five stars on your listening platform. Give us suggestions for future episodes even. And be sure to check out, check with us next week. We'll be talking about that book that's all over the bestseller lists. Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. It's rocking our female worlds. And it'll rock your life. We are, it's going to be our first episode in our um, teacher book read series. We'll be talking about untamed recipes and cocktails to have with that book. So be sure to check back next week because you teach so hard. <laughs>